Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where each week we feature a brand new independent artist. No set questions, no agenda, just two musicians sitting down talking about what we love. So whether you're a musician yourself or simply a music fan, you're going to like this show. So what's up, guys? I'm sitting here talking with Louisiana Project, and uh, we've got, I think, all but one. Almost everybody's here tonight. So, so start off with you, JJ, since I know you the best. Um, you can introduce yourself and then pass it on. Let everybody kind of tell us who they are and what they do in the band. All right. Well, my name is JJ. JJ Eaton. I play guitar and do vocals. Um. Pretty much, that's about it. And then uh, I'm sitting here with Mike. Got Mike here, playing drums and uh, or recording, working on the project. So very good. And then you got what, Rob? Yep, Rob Hatton. I play bass and the kazoo. Hey, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> No slide whistle. <laughs> you gotta work the slide whistle in there somewhere, man. Come on, do a little. Then <laughs> you got Jake. And uh, Jake uh, play guitar. Awesome, Jake. Good to hear. Good to see you, man. I'll we'll meet you finally. Thanks. Thanks. How you guys doing, man? Doing great, man. It's about just after four o'clock out on the west coast over there. Somebody's got some racket going on in the background. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm trying to get headphones on if it's probably me. <laughs> oh, oh, got you. Got you. We're good. We'll just wait a second. We're all good. We're all good. We're all good. I'm set. <laughs> cool. So what's y'all's weather out there like on the left coast right now? Uh, 90 uh, degrees and sunny. Yep. Some dry weather. Have y'all got some rain at least this year, didn't you? Like at least some recently to end the like massive drought you've had for like a decade or something. Uh, gosh, a, a little misting. It doesn't seem that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's like it's been dry out there for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to ration our water. Yeah, we go through water restrictions like for like out watering and stuff here during the summer a lot near texas north part of texas it's not uncommon yeah i mean you know i think we all tend to overuse a little bit so it doesn't i'm hurt. sure well Rob we woke up Rob we woke up here in the dash oh, <laughs> do what i said robbing those long showers oh yeah oh, man you know <laughs> <laughs> Well, we we woke up here in Dallas Fort Worth this morning, and it was it was 39 degrees at my place when I got up. So, it, oh man, not quite as warm as it is out there. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like that. That's for sure. <laughs> I remember when I was stationed out there, and I was stationed in San Diego, and one morning in January, I woke up and had frost on my windshield—just a light touch of frost like in the corners—and that was the coldest day I ever saw in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this time of year it's about every morning but it, it'll stop soon we get a little bit of fog and so we've been having some fog lately that's kind of rare but so yeah pretty thick down here is it yeah you're he's out closer to the beach yeah y'all are scattered out we're pretty good ways right yeah, we're uh, Mike yeah. and I are in Corona. Uh, yeah, I'm in Huntington it's Beach. We, it's great that you can do that these days. 
Yeah, it makes it tough to get uh, rehearsals done, but you know, we're yeah, we're gonna yeah, try we're gonna try to start yeah. figuring that process out here now. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what about playing live? I I, I know you'll have an e- EP that's about to drop and all that. We'll get to that in a little bit, but um. <laughs> Have y'all played live shows yet, or or you have plans to, or how do you plan to work out the logistics on that? <laughs> right now, it's just been in the recording process. So yeah, got some tunes. Once we get a good batch, we'll get together and do some rehearsals and um, work that part out, and hopefully uh, get some shows lined up. Sounds like a plan, man. Uh- Y'all went like the exact opposite route of like me and my former band. We went out and we wrote a bunch of songs and practiced and rehearsed them and went and played them live. And then we're going to start trying to work on recording. We still hadn't gotten to it by the time I left the band about a month ago now. <laughs> we still hadn't got around to doing any recording. So kudos to you guys for actually getting that part done because I know that, that could be a challenge. So, Mike, you're the one that does the uh, engineering, right? I do. Yeah, I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, this has been a cool project to be working on. And um, I think the whole process is just kind of working the sound out. <clears throat> you know, just um, first kind of see what it sounds like and then, uh, you know, go and rehearse it that way and hopefully uh, – showcase it you know with that with that sound in mind so um you know it can it can work both ways you can go play live first and write a bunch, bunch of songs and then decide to record them but uh you know we're kind of going the the other way so yeah and then to, again, i i kind of like kind of like the way y'all have approached this because um like when you go play live if you don't have anything for people to go listen to, they're going to kind of forget about you. So <laughs> it's, it's good to have recordings out there so that when people do see you live, they can like, I, mean, I know when I go to a show, and I, I'm digging a band. I'm looking them up on Spotify and YouTube and Instagram and everywhere while I'm there, while we're watching the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just think so, with, with today's technology, the way it is, you know, with the Internet. It's just different. You know, you can record songs and uh, put them out there and anyone in the world to listen to and kind of uh, get some feedback to see uh, kind of where it's going. Absolutely. So do y'all like all get together at the studio there? That y'all, I know y'all kind of put together a studio recently, and I, I remember watching the progression of that on Instagram as well. But uh, do y'all try to get there and record everything in that location or are some people recording their parts remotely and sending them? It's been recorded uh, different places, uh, studio in Long Beach, uh, some in my home studio. Uh, Rob's done some bass tracks at uh, his place. Um, JJ's worked in his own studio at home, and, um, you know, Jake's Jake's not real far from, from JJ and I's location. So, um, you know, we're, we're able to pull it together. Um, James James is probably being the farthest one, but uh, you know, we get him included as well when we can, and do some drum tracks. So, being uh, you know him and I both playing drums on different tracks makes sense. Rob, what's your setup like over there? I've never even really asked you. Uh, you know, I've just I've got my my Ampeg gear and. Um, I run it all into to the Mac, and to, I use Logic on, on my Mac, and uh, you know it's pretty pretty basic, but it works. Yeah, you're coming up with some pretty awesome bass lines over there. So Rob, Rob will like like Mike and I will put a song together, or if Jake is here, we'll put it together with Jake too, and then um, because Rob's out in Phoenix, uh, we'll send him the track, obviously with no bass line attached, and then he'll jam with it for a couple days or a couple weeks just depending on how schedule permits and then all of a sudden he sends back a baseline and we just mix it in like he was here the whole time man this sounds pretty pretty damn awesome it's, it's amazing that you can get you can do things that way like I've, I've often said like if covid had happened like 
20 years ago or 30 years ago or more. Jeez, we were like, the world would have had to completely come to a stop and nothing would have gotten done because we didn't have this, you know, ability to, to do these things remotely like we do now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. You can't couldn't do Zoom, you couldn't do Skype, yeah. could, anything like that. Remote like my daughter was twelve years old. Do what? I said or remote access to anything either. Oh yeah. Like my daughter was 12 years old when everything started getting locked down, the schools got shut down and all that stuff. When I was 12 years old, if the school had been shut down, we'd have just been stuck at home. I mean, there was no option for, to, you know, telecommuting to school or anything like that. Well, would have been on my skateboard in the mo- in the daytime and playing guitar at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at 12, I probably would have just been on my bicycle gone all freaking day, every day. <laughs> Yeah, we could do that back then. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> yeah, we got a skater here. Jake and I were on bikes. What about you, Rob? Were you skating or biking? Um, more more bike. I tried to be cool and skate, but I always oh. crashed and got made fun of. So <laughs> <laughs> I would have never made. Yeah, fun I, of could, I ran over I my. I could skate in a straight line for like five minutes, and that's about it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna bust my ass. So who was the skater? I didn't catch that. That was me, JJ. Ah. Yeah, I started skating at like nine. I skated all the way up till I was like 25. Used to have ramps in the backyard. Oh wow! So yeah, you were all into that, all about that scene, huh? Yeah, wasn't ever great at it, but I could definitely ride ramps and have fun. Yeah, like back to, during like Tony Hawk's heyday and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Tony Hawk was the guy. Christian Hussoy. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> Christian like he's the was. only skater that's had the household name. <laughs> right, right. I think that video game put made that elite. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So who wants to take the lead here and tell me a little bit about y'all's upcoming EP? Right. Anybody but me. <laughs> actually it's gotta uh, be you we didn't discuss when to put this out so like this would probably be if, if you're listening to this podcast the ep is out so cause we're probably gonna drop this the day that it it's releasing so right well, it's I currently mean, about two weeks ahead of time where do you want to start with it i mean recording process uh well first off just tell me how many tracks are on this ep uh, we, we've got six tracks on this EP. Um, Your last one had three, right? Yeah, the last one was three. I mean, the first couple releases with a couple singles and then that three yep. song kind of teasers. Right. That was more of us kind of feeling out pretty much the process of recording and putting songs out, seeing how it all went. This one is the one where we kind of like, okay, we kind of know that process now, so let's put a, a, a really... Um, strong effort into recording good songs so when we started with this one um you know i have a whole long list of songs at home so i sent out kind of the 10 songs that we all were mentioning through our conversations and we picked the best six out of those 10 and these were the six that i think got the most votes from everybody i tried to make it as you know um i guess you would say democratic as possible for everyone to kind of help make the decision and uh once we all decided on them we all pretty much spent our time working on them in our own you know environment and then uh what was it june we james flew out rob drove out and we all got together at that studio that you saw on instagram and that was a makeshift studio we made in my cabinet shop and then we all got together there and that's that was day one and uh Gosh, it's been five months. It's been been a pretty long process, you know, but a lot of trial and error, a lot of learning through that process. You know, there's a lot of learning, just learning how to use Pro Tools, you know, editing and, and, um, you know, doing the production, some of the production side of the song, you know, weeding out some of the parts that were unnecessary and all your typical stuff, you know, but uh, it's been a lot of work. I feel like we did, you know, I feel like at this point now, looking back, yeah, we, we probably could have made it easier on ourselves, but 
I wouldn't take back the experiences that we have at all because we really accomplished a lot. I feel like as a group, it sounds like you learned a lot too. I mean, I know all the, the, uh, um, the mixing part of that, the production parts are, that would be like, like a whole new learning curve for me as well. And my, like my former band and I, you know, we were trying to get started on some of that. We had one little session where we recorded one of our songs just to try it out. And it, we had we ran into some issues and we never got around to getting back to it again but um yeah I, so i get it man that process is like daunting especially when you're spanning the distance y'all are like we were all like within about 30 45 minutes of you know my the singer's house where we were going to set up to do this and so it wasn't nearly as big of a challenge as y'all have and but i know y'all get it too because y'all are all like you know grown men with families and everything so you you surely understand that yeah. Well, two recording these at uh, JJ's place. You know, we did a lot of the drum tracking, and uh, so when James came out, decided to have him do more drum tracks. So what did I play? Uh, only on one track out of those what five or six that we tracked at that time. Um, so just kind of engineered, you know, took that place at that moment, <clears throat> and then. Um, even Antoine, you know, that's engineered for us as well and helped with producing the studio in Long Beach. So he's uh, helped us on the tracks immensely as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, a lot of overdubbing on our own as well as JJ on his own. So, um, yeah, it's really worked out good, though. Um, so, but... Uh, Looking forward to it. So, what is there? There's one track released so far, JJ. No, the first track comes out uh, the 19th. So, if you buy or uh, if you bought, I should say, because this is going to come out after that date. But if you bought the right. album or I think downloaded it, um, you were able to get the first track, "Common Ground," immediately. They call it the instant gratification track. Nice. Um, but. And do you want to direct people where to go to find a link to that? Or do you have the link yet? That's an, That might be another issue. You might not even have that link yet. I don't have the link yet on um, – yeah, because Ditto sends me the link once every. But you'll put it on your – but you put it on your link tree, though, won't you? I will put it on my link tree, yeah. We're the Louisiana yeah, so, Project on link tree. Yeah, just linktree.com – or link – I'm sorry, link tr. It's Linktree slash Louisiana Project. I, th- I don't remember where it's like. It's Linktr. It's L-I-N-K-T dot R-E or something. Yeah, I think it's L-I-N-K-T dot R-E-E forward slash the Louisiana Project. Yeah, well, if you go look up the Louisiana Project on Instagram, they've got a link to it there, too. So. Yeah, on Instagram, we're uh, TLP band. And then we also are on TikTok now at TLP Band also. So we just post little videos here and there on that. Right now it's more using for an advertised purpose, but um, I'm surprised how effective it is. It's so, amazing how many eyes are on TikTok. I mean, it just surpassed YouTube as in watch time. Yeah, it's, it's such an instant gratification because it's there's such short videos like you you see the video you get what you're looking for out of it yeah. you move on to the next one in a matter of like 20 seconds yeah and you swipe and you swipe to the next one you swipe to the next one next thing you know an hour and a half's gone by and you're like wait what the hell just happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't, i'm i'm i've watched i, I kind of have to limit myself i don't go on tiktok a lot intentionally because i know i'll get sucked in but like my daughter and i both are like we're, we're constantly like texting tiktok links back and forth to each other because <laughs> <laughs> of course she's a teenager you know so well yeah that's, that's so, routine. that yeah that's their primary network these days Although it's starting to age up now, so time to start watching for what's going to be the next one. Yeah, well, it looks like Reels is doing pretty well, too, now. We, I started doing a couple of those recently, and I'm surprised how much that's gotten. I actually did that on your recommendation, and I'm surprised. Yeah, on Instagram? Yeah, I actually did it through Facebook first, and it, it 
just the same thing. I mean, you get 1,200 views in 12 hours. It's ridiculous. I, I know it's crazy how much this reels are popping right now, but Instagram's always been that way. When they first came around, you know, this stuff in your news, it's your post that you do, and you throw some hashtags in there, and it would get some organic reach. Well, they cut the organic reach on that way back, right around the time they started stories. And, or a little before, actually. But then they started stories, and stories like were getting mad organic reach. And then they dialed that back for if you wanted to get more reach on your stories, you needed to pay for it. Yep. But then a little bit later, they opened up the reels. And now reels are where the organic reach is coming. So. Yep, and I'm sure they'll pull that back when they figure out how to make money off it. Oh yeah, and they'll, they'll come up with something else to, to just another, you know, what's that? The uh, uh, the gateway drug to get, to get suck you in and get you start spending money. Yeah, yeah. I hear somebody's dog. Is that yours? That's mine, Jake's. It's not mine. I was gonna say, Jake, <laughs> Jake, get that dog. <laughs> well, we mine's, mine's over here pestering me, but he's not barking. <laughs> we and then I heard a little kid in so. And then I heard a little kid a second ago. Is that yours, Rob? It might no, have been mine, too. No. Yeah, I'm oh. on mute. <laughs> oh. You're on mute? <laughs> yeah. Just the silent partner. How do you do that mute? That's perfect for being on a radio show. Just keep yourself muted. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got a couple running around here that will tear the walls down. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Rob is originally a guitar player and has started to learn how to play bass. How long ago did you start, Rob? A few years back? Uh, it's actually going on about 12 now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> All together now? It's just a few years. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Feels uh, yeah, another buddy of mine wanted to do, to do a little project, and he said he needed a bass player, and... I said, okay. So I picked it up and I actually ended up loving it a lot more than guitar, honestly. So I just kind of stuck with it. And have you been doing, you've been doing lessons with somebody, right? Uh, not with bass. No, I've been working on drums, actually. I was um, getting oh, wow. some, some drum lessons for a couple of years, but I kind of, I kind of stopped that this, this past year, but. Just just doing different things. I didn't know you were doing drums. Once you go drumming, you never go back strumming. <laughs> uh, unless you play the drums as well as I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. My daughter took up drums, and I've tried to play a little bit. I've got a, She's got an acoustic kit, but we're in an apartment right now, so it's stacked in her closet. But um, I've got an electronic kit that I picked her up, and she doesn't like it, but <laughs> she's a she's a purist. But I've I've go over there and sit down and you know screw around with it for a few minutes here and there once in a while. But like I'm definitely not a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drums is a whole different animal. Yeah, that really is like drastically different. Yeah. I think in grade school, I went trumpet, saxophone, snare drum. <laughs> Never went back. <laughs> I went the other way. I started off on playing practice. I went clarinet. Then I started playing on a practice pad, playing some drums. And then uh, James and I actually have been friends since, gosh, I was five. And he actually started playing drums when he was like seven. So... When we were, I was 12, we were hanging out skating and he's like, man, you should just try the guitar because I can play the drums and let's just see what happens. And all right, we borrowed the neighbor's guitar and I started strumming it. And here we are 40 years later, 30, whatever, 32 years later, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And what Jake, Jake and I uh, met JJ, gosh, when we were just almost out of high school or just out of high school the yeah. party we were set up and jake and i were jamming and jj shows up he's like oh, all right <laughs> what if i chime in that was at twan's house yeah back back when they had house <laughs> parties every weekend <laughs> that's right good time yeah, that, 
That's awesome. That y'all been, y'all, so you've pretty much all known each other for a long time, then, yo? Yeah, well, I mean... Rob all through high I, school. Yeah, all through high school. And Rob and I were in a band together when I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. Yep. He started playing with James and I. So the three of us were in a band for about a year. And then um, I moved on to another band. And then Rob ended up joining that band later on, a band called Confrontation. And then after high school, um, that's when I, you know, that's when Mike and I started to work on a project. Gosh, I must have been about 20 or 21. We started to work on something that honestly never got done. And we've actually been revisiting a few of the songs recently, talking about working on a few of them. And then, um, you know, Jake and I have known each other through the whole process, you know, through the whole time and every once in a while jam here, there throughout the years. And then, you know, about what a year ago, he came over and we started jamming and kind of got a little more serious about it. And then we wrote a song together, and you know, now he starts shooting out ideas, and I'll shoot out ideas, and we'll start piecing stuff together. And then Rob got involved in this project shortly after, and and then uh, once that happened, it, it started to really get some get some wings. But yeah, we've all known each other one way or another since honestly almost grade school that's that's a damn cool backstory man so <laughs> so i want to get the backstory i know we talked about this before when you were on the show jj but um the backstory to the name because you're like four california boys that grew up and known each other since high school and your band name is the Louisiana Project. <laughs> I'd, I'd, expect, I'd be expecting some Cajuns, you know, down there. Right. Be right. Using that song or that title, I mean. But tell me how that came about. Who wants to take that one? Well, um, I guess I will since it started. Um, so when we were in high school. My house was the house. We had a room in the garage that my grandpa built for us so we could practice music. And, uh, you know, as Rob knows, he would come over and jam and Mike would come over and jam. And I don't know if Jake had been there, maybe got there once or twice. But uh, there was a kid who used to come hang out with us named Brian, Louisiana. And uh, I guess to make the long story short, he ended up... uh, Uh, having some mental issues and uh he ended up homeless and on the streets and uh um it was a pretty tough life for him where i'm assuming i mean obviously i didn't walk in his shoes but you know from what we saw young he was he was he was telling some of our other friends that he felt like uh people were chasing him and that he was you know being tormented by demons which the song demons inside on the ep is actually about him um, or was inspired by the thought of him, I should say. And uh, um, we thought, I thought he had passed away, and we had asked a couple other friends, and they said the same thing. They said they thought that he had passed away. And uh, my James got a, a message through Facebook, I believe it was, from a mutual friend that said, no, I saw him. On the streets of Huntington Beach, he's still alive, and this was about a year ago. And uh, he's still got the same problems, but he's still alive after 25 years. And uh, James called me back, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I think you should name the band The Louisiana Project. And I said, why? He says, there's, there's so much depth to that name because we all thought Brian Louisiana had passed away, and he's still alive. And you know, still doing okay. I mean, obviously mentally he's still battling with his issues, but he's still alive and he's still, you know, living. And he says, you know, you felt like music was dead because I I did for a long time. I felt like the music was gone. I mean, honestly, I put it away for a long time and he's like, it just, he's all just as like a symbol. It's like, uh, your music is still alive. Just like he is. It's almost like a story of perseverance. So the Louisiana project to me, it means more of like the, you know, perseverance and surviving even the roughest time and finding a way to just, you know, bring the music back 
Um, it's the same thing as like Brian, the, the, the life that he's lived has been so rough. And so, so, so many, um, you know, uh, troubles to deal with that, that, um, to find out he's still here, it's almost an exact like, you know, reflection of, of how I felt about my music through my life. And um, I really wish James was here because I really thought it was kind of profound how he related the two of those things together. Wow, that's, that's pretty touching, man. Yeah, I remember when the, the name was being thrown around in a text message and it was like one of the first ones, you know, and, and I thought it was cool. And then just hearing, you know, the whole backstory of it. Uh, just made it even more golden so i think it's the first time we came up with a name for a band that meant something to us more than what we were worried about what it meant to other people and um i think that's what really made it stick at least for me um very inspirational for all of us just to you know to just have that you know in our thoughts uh, for the input very cool it has really good meaning that is awesome i love that story <laughs> so if anyone right. wants to wants to find a way to help people out you can always find uh i think there's a mental illness um website where you can go on there and you can donate you can help out i think you can donate clothes i wish i had the link on hand but i did look that up a little bit because if uh this project ever really took off i think that i would want to connect with that um in a way to try to be more helpful to people who battle with with mental disabilities um you know because even my mom and my dad both um deal with mental disabilities and uh, so it's been a pretty prevalent part of my life for all of my life you know not just through brian louisiana but through you know my own family life too so um anything we can do to help that out in the long run we we probably will take that opportunity Yeah, I don't blame you, man. That's a mental health. Fortunately, is finally coming to the forefront of you know of society. It used to be something that you kind of like kept in the shadows. You didn't, if you were seeing a shrink, you didn't like let anybody know, and it was it was a stigma attached to it and all that. But that's all pretty well gone these days. People are getting the help they need a lot more prevalently. So I'm I'm really glad to see that. I'm glad to see we we're able to as a society kind of shake that stigma and and realize that. Everybody could benefit from therapy and to one degree or another. Absolutely. I mean, even the strongest people mentally have their down moments. I mean, everybody yes. needs help eventually. Yes, and we always will, man. So if you want to get that link, I'll try to drop it in the show notes whenever, uh, whenever this goes out. Um, yeah, I'll forward all that over to you uh, once once we get off this call. I'll start taking a look around. Cool, man. Um, so back to the EP itself, um, there's six tracks on it. Uh, you want to like give me a little quick rundown of each track and kind of the vibe of it? Why don't you do that, Rob? Are you there? Put me on the spot, man. Yeah, but you always have a good take on this stuff, on the, on the tracks. <laughs> Rob, Rob really is good when it comes to edits and stuff. He really, he really gets a – he got his – finger on the pulse of the project he um i think he really hears the songs in a way that none of the rest of us can you know he puts a lot of suggestions out there to make you know he's obviously he's thinking how do we make this more more radio friendly how how do we make this more appealing to other people without sounding like we're trying to do that you know I mean? <laughs> right right <laughs> that's the trick you know I don't know, honestly, that I can describe, you know, the songs, you know, JJ, you kind of wrote them. I, I know in listening to them, when I first get them, you know, from you and I, I kind of marinate on them for a few days. But that usually, minus like two of the tracks, I usually have a really solid understanding of it pretty quickly of where, where I'm hearing it go, at least from my vantage point and the, and the bass part of it. Um, you know, again, I'm not naturally a bass player so i i'm more guitar centric so the stuff that i come up with usually is not is played a little bit different than you know common bass players i have a lot more you know 
melodies and stuff that are coming across on the bass and that's just kind of how i hear things but you know the stuff that most of these the, the lyrics and stuff you know they're they're really really genuine you know and that's what's been kind of cool for me is um in, in touching on the trying to reach an audience that that likes the music obviously but that you can connect with you know and and i think that's you know jj's in, in your writing anyway it's really come across pretty strong and so you know where i can't really get into the story be you know the backstory of each of the songs because they're really kind of personal to you jay is they're just really good and um you know being involved in it's been really cool because it's given me the opportunity to kind of play um you know jj you're in, in my styles were always a little bit different and so it's kind of cool now that we're kind of connecting on, on different ends of the string so to speak and and being a part of it's been pr pretty awesome so far thanks and that's a great take on that I had something I was gonna say and I can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just drew a blank. <sighs> what are your thoughts, Jake? Oh um you know, I really don't I don't know. <laughs> what was the question again? What well, we were we were on uh the style of music. Well, about the tracks on the upcoming EP, you know, what's your what's your thoughts what's like your favorite track or all of your favorites i don't know but um oh, like what... yeah i dig them all um like we were just deciding on uh how we were going to list them on the ep and it's i'm like shit that's that's kind of tough but uh <laughs> there's actually uh some other ones that were about the same so i went with that and they're just uh they're good songs you just got to hear them man everyone's unique and they're not like in a certain category it's all open to whatever we like that's one thing i wanted to bring up too was that um i've had a hard time when i was trying to think about what category or what subgenre to put you guys in and there's a little bit of a lot of stuff in there so it's kind of hard to really yeah. nail that down yeah it's got a lot of bits and pieces of uh styles so that's what i like about it so you can jump around to some songs that are just rocking and the others are just laid back and bluesy and just uh yeah enjoy it <laughs> and that that's really cool and i remember what it was i was going to say a minute ago like uh going back to what the comp previous comment that authenticity man that's the one thing that's that caught me when i'm listening to you guys is it's just the through the the music and the lyrics and everything it's it comes across authentic. I mean, you can feel that that's like, it's not something that's overly produced or whatever, but you, it's, I commend you guys on being able to think about that and keep it in the back of your mind, the whole thing about being, trying to make it commercially viable and all that without losing that authenticity. That's difficult mm -hmm. to do. So like, y'all, y'all seem to have done a really good job on that. Thank you. That's probably mm -hmm. one of the best comments you can, you can tell us because Mike and I were talking last week about about the music, and I think, um, you know, you get into commercial music, and there's so much commercial music that sounds like it's produced you can to tell. appeal to the masses on purpose. Of course. And so there's and a lot of it is, yeah. <laughs> right, and and I think that that's what Mike and I were talking about. The the beauty of these songs is they have a very commercial appeal, but when i write a song there's not a, even a bone in my body that makes me think i'm gonna write a commercial sounding song i just go in the room and i start playing the guitar and i mess around with riff after riff after riff until there's one that's just a little bit out of the norm but still stays close enough to kind of the norm that i'm like yeah i like that riff and then i just start building and um you know i as well as everybody else involved in the project, um, we all really learned to let the song take us where it wants to go. And as soon as I come up with a riff, we just start messing around with it and bouncing around. And, you know, we come up with different ideas. And I think the best thing is we're all so open to each other's suggestions. You know, obviously they don't all come through and end up making it onto a final recording, but. I don't think that anybody throws out an idea that just gets shot down. I think we all at least venture with it, you know. Um, 
you know, it's like, like Rob has given me ideas and um, I'm sure he's felt like he's just gotten shot down, but there's not an idea he hasn't given me that I haven't tried at home. That's the one thing about being distant is, and, and I think he knows that. I think that us being distant is sometimes we try things and, and we don't know that each other's trying it, but we come back with, with input, you know, or feedback. And it's like that feedback is based off of all of us taking our own time to either listen to it while we're driving in the car or working right. on actually with an instrument in front of us. Um, but I think that openness and that willingness to venture, you know, anywhere musically is what's really given the project that authenticity. Yeah. I, I think with, uh, I'm going to kind of point out, you know, having project in the band name leaves it open for us to uh, just feel free to come out with any kind of style mixture you know just mixing different styles play it because just because we love playing music and uh, not be held back to think that we have this direction or this road that we have to go down to make it all sound alike you know so you have an album or something and it's got to have this storyline i mean it could take a left right up or down and and all of a sudden jump out with a you know some funk in it or some you know jazz or blues or rock country whatever you know just throw it all in the pot and mix it up so it's kind of cool that it leaves it open because we do we've all kind of come from different backgrounds and styles bands that we've played in and uh it's just time to uh you know let it all out and just not forget to uh you know keep the fun in there don't ever take the fun out of it so that's what's important i think it just you know makes it happen naturally so that's kind of why i take the project i agree that if it's not fun why bother yeah right right no reason to be this and for me it was always therapeutic like band practice days were like we usually practiced on mondays for the longest time and Mondays usually suck for everybody, but I was always looking forward to Monday because that was like my therapy day. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and JJ, I, I'm on mute. I, I, I know we what? have. She's fighting over a pillow. Huh? She wants a pillow. <laughs> Hold on. Go get a pillow. Go ahead. No, that's what I'm doing. I want my pillow too. Hey, you're not on mute, JJ. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, it, it happens, man. I've had. Let's just edit that part out, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I've had like so many things. Like I've had my dog start barking. My daughter's walked in the room. I've had my daughter's crazy ass mother show up at my door, like raised in hell with me in the middle of a podcast one time. Shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) What were you gonna say, Rob? Oh well, you know, touching on the point where I had the idea and it didn't kind of come to fruition. I, I. I haven't closed that topic. I really think that you ought to play the triangle on one of the songs. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still, I'm not letting that one go, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy one back. All right. <laughs> oh, man. I got a fever, and the only thing can cure it is more cowbell. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't do a very good Christopher Walken impression, but that's as good as it gets. We all knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah i think i think we're all really just in having fun you know what i mean and i think though you know i think for all of us it's like uh this project is like everybody's taking it very seriously you know and it's it's serious in 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 the way that everybody's contributing i guess that's what i mean more by by being serious um when and everybody's contributing, but the thing is, it's like when we're all together, even if it's not that often, it's fun. We have a good time together. We enjoy each other's company, you know, and it's something to look forward to. Like when James flew in and Rob came in, it was like we had one night where all of us were there, but it was it was a great day. Like we enjoyed the whole day. <clears throat> it, we just came back to Mike's afterwards and sat by the fire pit for the evening and you know, we just had a good time. We just like each other too, you know. 
At least yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know. They might not like me, but. <laughs> ah, you're good, man. I'm just waiting for somebody to say, oh, he's an asshole. <laughs> are we still recording? No, just... <laughs> of course we are. Well, you, you know what, too? I just kind of have to point out, you know, uh, what just within the last two, three years or so. Um, just saying to Jay here, like, man, you've been playing the guitar, you've been picking that thing up. Uh, I've been meaning to, yeah, I gotta get back on. And then all of a sudden, man, he just started. He's like, yep, getting on the getting on the guitar again, and just starts spitting out all these ideas. And uh, I'm just like really, really stoked on that because uh, whatever it is, man, it's just it's great to just be recording and making music. And um, so just from there, this project gotten off the ground and um, it's got a great direction. Thanks, Mike. It sounds like it sounds like you've really come together and it's like been a long time coming, but it's finally matured to the point where it's it's ready to really be something special. Yep. Yeah, the timing was, I mean, like you said, Mike, you know, kind of hit me up. Yeah, we're going to jam a little. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. I think Jake and I Jake and I came over here one night. I still wasn't really that, you know, I was just messing around. And then all of a sudden, it was like the floodgates opened. I, I don't know what happened. I think I had that Tascam multi-track recorder. I started messing around one night, came up with an idea, and I was all motivated. And I went out, and I had another idea, and then another idea, and then... I mean, I think in the first three months, I probably sent 20 songs Mike's way. So we oh, wow. Probably, we probably ended up keeping, you know, four or five of them, but it's just, it's all of a sudden, just inspiration was there. That's and started, incredible. And started sending it out to everybody else, and Jake and Rob and, you know, James, you know, just, uh, it's been fun, been fun. Now, Jake, you handle most of the electric parts, right? Uh yeah, or electric and acoustic, whatever's you know needed. Yeah, no, I've seen you do both, but but like it seems like mostly when there's electric, you know, rhythm part being laid down, that's usually you doing that one. Uh, yeah. So uh, on this on these songs, I've been trying to or a few songs trying to come up with uh, just voicing some or accenting some areas and stuff. So um, that's about it. Yeah, just filling it in, doing overdubs. Yeah. It's crazy. Like y'all's first few songs, a couple songs I heard were strictly acoustic. Who's Jake, dog, dog working? That's my dog <laughs> inside. <laughs> I'm out. I'm actually outside, and my dog is inside barking. Wow. He wants you to come play with him. Uh, she's ten weeks old, but um. Uh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, anyway, I was just saying anyway. that most of you, the first few songs of y'all's were like just strictly acoustic, and then the next one I heard was like, like the, I think the, the third song I heard was had a pretty pronounced electric guitar part in it, and I was like, oh wow, and then it was like went in kind of a whole different direction there. So it, it's kind of yeah. nice to see being able to mix that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a isn't there a couple of songs with distortion on it? Yeah. Well, oh, I'm ground. We got the ones. I know fool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no fool. That that's one that's gonna come out later. Yeah, we have like five okay. songs that are gonna end up coming out probably after the first of the year. Um to follow this up, follow this release up. But that'll be a, a different conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have a couple more singles beyond that EP that you plan to drop still? Um, right now we've we've started work Mike and I have started kind of I came up with a few new ideas that I've been starting to send out. I think I just sent the first idea out to Jake and Rob and everybody like last week. Um, but I've got, I mean, I've already got probably six to 10 songs, you know, that, that I've been working on. Um, you know, I'm sure Jake's got ideas that he's going to start sending out. And I'm sure Rob's Rob sent me a few ideas too. It's like, I, there's a lot of stuff. It's like with all of us being involved in this, there's constantly something, uh, some some idea floating around somewhere. So I don't think it's going to take long for us to really get something together quick. It's just picked up steam, huh? Yeah. It's going to be like a Louisiana rainfall. <laughs> Rain <down. laughs> I 
mean, we're releasing these songs. That's awesome. That's after songs that are going to be coming out, and we're already working on new ones. So. Yeah. Well, you only have five songs released at the time of the recording of this, and those have all been within 2021. So. Yep. Yep. And then this will also be 2021, and then our next five will probably be early 2022. And then, um, depending on the circumstances of those five, uh, that will dictate uh, what happens next. So uh, we got some other people involved. Uh, like the, this release was produced by uh, 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 some guys in Kansas City. They're called GFM Recording. Um, Brian and Nick is their name. And uh, man, those guys are a pleasure to work with. If anyone ever gets a chance, they. Uh, they're very they're very open and receptive, but they're very good at what they do, and they're they're not afraid to throw out their ideas, and and they're also not afraid to hear if you don't like them, and they change them right back to what what it should be, you know. Um, but we did some production with them, and then now we're getting involved with uh, another company um, in England, and um, I don't think we're really supposed to announce anything yet, so I got to kind of leave that on the back burner. But we're, the company we're getting involved with, uh, you know could 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 help push us to to another level which is why we're starting to think about um figuring out a way to get rehearsals in so that we can um, do some shows um you know over the next six months or whatever it takes for us to get ready man that's great i know it's, it's seems like it would be more of a challenge but for me it was always like playing live is the easy part Actually sitting down and doing the the grinding it out, recording it, doing multiple takes, getting it just right and all that. That's the tedious hard part. Going to play live, that's like just going and having fun. Right. And that's it's kind of like uh, I look at it like from my skateboarding days. It's the difference between building a ramp and riding a ramp. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's uh, we, we built it now. And so now it's time. But, you know, my. <laughs> Let's my, ride it. Yeah. Mike and I were talking about it, and it's like, uh, I, I think that Jake and Rob would probably agree on this because we think alike, but I think the focus is is, is uh, getting our parts down to the point where when we get together, we can play confidently, and and that because we don't really want to do a show until we know we can play these songs almost flawlessly i mean obviously in the beginning you're going to have to work out some kinks as far as chemistry and, and dynamics and stuff but i think each of us knows our parts well enough that we can practice it enough on our own time that once we finally do get together and, and really try this um you know i think we can really get these together but that's what we want to do we want to have it to a point where, where we're so good at playing these songs that we're enjoying it whether we're playing in mike's barn or we're playing it in front of you know 500 people like either way we just want to know that we're having a good time playing it i think it, it's also uh helps that i think we all agree that we we really don't we're not interested in recording something that we can't reproduce live right absolutely and yeah, that's you know for me that's always been really important i, I like all of the effects yeah. and things that you can do and all the tricks but i want to you know i want to play and i want to be able to play what we recorded for people so that i think helps that we're all kind of like-minded in that sense yeah i i, I think the approach yeah. is, is uh when, when a new song gets uh sent out we all kind of chime in and kind of share what we feel about it and uh if if we're not feeling it it's not natural then you know i'm not gonna move forward on it what's next you know because uh right got plenty of them it's gotta just feel right and if it does you know that's makes a whole whole difference feels natural it's not an effort you all seem to be exceptionally prolific at the writing process <laughs> yeah a lot of songwriters here <laughs> <laughs> that's true well you know i think we've all had our experiences you know we all have experience in, in music it's you know, every single one of us has played shows. Every single one of us has been in bands that have recorded something along the way. Every single one of us has probably been in a situation musically we didn't like. You know what I mean? And I think from the experiences that we've had, um, that's playing out now. Because, if it, you know, if one of us 
has an issue or a concern, I don't think either of us is afraid to say anything. It's like, hey, this is my concern and, and you got to understand where I'm coming from. And all of us, you know, being old enough and wise enough to understand that that's just a dynamic in it. That's what it gives us that chemistry is not one of us feels like we're unheard and not one of us feels like we won't be heard if we need to be. Right. That's good because uh, I don't know that can be a bit of a challenge at times for some people. Like I've heard even like people from very big name bands that get frustrated because they don't think they're they have any you know real contribution. They're just there to to like play their part and go home. Yeah, that's that's something that from the very beginning that's what I've been telling the guys. I mean, um, I've been doing most of the songwriting through this project, but. Um, you know, I got to be honest, I, I don't think I would be where I am today after only a year and a half if Mike wasn't willing to help out and give me his critiques and give me his support or Rob or Jake or James. I think all of all of their contributions and all of their input, even just verbally or musically, either way, um, it helps promote the confidence. And, I, and, and I'm so big on paying that back after being in situations with musicians where you feel like you're just a hired gun or you feel like you're just kind of there filling a spot till somebody better comes along. Um, that's not the case here. I, I think that everybody here, you know, um, regardless of how much they input, everybody has a very important role more than the input on the songwriting. There's an important role in not only playing your part, but an important role of, of just the support and being there and being part of the group. Um, to me, you know, being the songwriter, it makes me feel like the, one of the first conversations we had was I, you know, most songwriters in my position, a lot of guys would go, Oh, well, I, I should own 90% of this song and we'll divvy up 10% amongst the other four guys. I don't feel that way because the reality is, is without the other four, Jake, Rob, James, and Mike, without those guys involved, these songs don't exist. Even though I sit in my garage and write them, they still don't exist without everybody being a part and supporting. You know what I mean? Um, they've all contributed to my confidence and the support and the, you know, the the things they say to help me want to be better at what I do. And so that in turn, when when we start, when I practice at home working towards a live performance, I feel like I owe it to them to be the best I can be. You know what I mean? Because without them, I wouldn't be here. So uh, I feel like it's it's a it's an equal split as far as everything with this whole project, you know, all the way across the board. Um, you know, equal equal payout, equal contribution, equal say so in what happens and where we go. You know, um, I just think that's important. I think that's gotten lost in music over the last few decades. And um, I really think that some of the best bands we probably ever have heard on the radio have been in the same mentality where everybody's an equal part, you know. I, I can't go out there and play the drums, play the bass, play the guitar, play, you know, do all this stuff by myself. I got to have everybody around, you know, and, and I wouldn't be able to do what I do without them. So yeah, Exactly. It's like a, a quarterback would be nothing without his def offensive line, you know. Absolutely. And a receiving core and a running back that can take some of the load off of him, you know. Yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful to have the guys around us, around me that I do. I know. That is really uh, awesome. You guys seem to have, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Who was talking? Uh, I was just going to say, I owe you a hug, JJ, next time I see you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's awesome. Like I didn't I didn't realize that y'all had all known each other as long as you did and had that much history together. That is so cool to hear that story, man. I just love that. That's that's really awesome. And how y'all all kind of had different styles and whatnot, and you managed to all come to the same place later on at some point. That's that's a really awesome story. I think just even staying friends this long. I mean, think how many people you no shit. You know what I mean? It's like we, we've all, you know, I think Jake and I are probably the two that didn't talk for the longest time, but that was more just because 
not having each other's phone number, you know, life taking you in different direction. He got married. I got married. We went different directions. And then luckily him and Mike stayed in contact and mm-hmm. it all came back to fruition, you know? That's awesome, man. Just knowing somebody that yeah. you could even tolerate for over 30 years. <laughs> 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 Much less stay friends with. <laughs> yeah, <not> the <laughs> oh, man. Well, why don't you drop that link for us again? What's your link tree? That's the link tree slash Louisiana project, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check here just to be a hundred percent certain. Yeah, I'll put it in the description too, so it'll be down there. So if anybody needs, you can just scroll down and click right there in the, in the description on the on the podcast player. Okay, so this is a correction from earlier. It's actually link so l i n k t r dot e e forward slash the louisiana project there's five songs available there right now at the time of this recording and there will be another six on november 24th the day before thanksgiving absolutely i'm gonna listen to it and i'm gonna schedule this to drop that day so by the time you're listening to this it's out so go check out this new ep what's the title of the ep i don't have don't think we've even talked we've even said that so the ep is called when my time comes which is the the title track is the last song on the EP. Perfect. So, and it's independently, you know, done. We we did this all ourselves, uh, hired everybody ourselves. So, uh, we had some some engineering and some production by Antoine Arvisu. He was a co-engineer on uh, Sublime's 40 Ounce of Freedom album. And then we also had uh, the production and the mastering work done by GFM Recording in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, from Brian and Nick. And then we also uh, had some guest appearances. A guy named Mike Malone is the one playing the harmonica and the keys mm-hmm. on the tracks. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah. And then uh, Antoine Arvisu actually plays drums on When My Time Comes. Yep. Awesome. Sounds like you'll have quite a setup going. Yeah, we got a lot of people involved, and Antoine's our third drummer. <laughs> man, a lot of bands have a hard time finding one. Y'all got three. What the hell? He's like the sixth bandmate, man. He's he's really been cool. He kind of he's been kind of helping mentor us through this whole project too. He's been really helpful. He's really kind of into what we're doing, so he's he's been a big help, and he's really a great guy. Yeah. So we're really fortunate to have met him. That is awesome. Well, guys, I appreciate you all coming on. It's been right at an hour. I think we should probably let everybody get back to the rest of their day here. So, All right. Well, we appreciate you having right. us. And it yeah, was a thanks. good time. Yeah, same to you, Bill. Great it's good you. to meet all of you that I hadn't yeah, met great. already. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll great meet meeting you. Who, who's your football team, Bill? Come on, man. I'm 15 minutes away from the Cowboy Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a Raider fan. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see the Raiders in Vegas on uh, next weekend, actually. I, I'm, oh. I'm a Kansas City fan, though. We're taking my brother-in-law there. Cool, yeah. I was always kind of like, oh, nice. I always liked the Raiders growing up because just the, the persona, you know, that they embodied, you know, they were always the the mean, they always had the badasses like Lala Zeta and stuff and linebacker. They just broke a bunch of badasses in, in black and gray. <laughs> I was like, okay, I could dig that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a KC fan. I'll go see the Raiders as long as they're not playing KC. Then I'm rooting for KC. <laughs> there you go. Hey, go we'll take... Cowboys, though. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yep. Well, thank you again, everybody. I'll be talking to you again soon. Yeah, thank right, you. Thanks, man. Thanks uh, a lot. Take care. Right, sure take thing. care, guys. See you guys. See you. Later. Right. Later. Take a deep. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Autonomy Talent Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and my guest today, and I hope you really enjoyed the show. If you did, I would ask that you follow us on whatever podcast player you're listening to, and go check us out on our social medias. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter, at AutonomyPod. So go follow the podcast accounts over there, and I'll be seeing you again next week. Take care, everybody.